Welcome to the Insurance Brokers Podcast with your host, Sarah Myerskoff. This business podcast is for ambitious brokers determined to grow their business. Our guests are highly experienced industry experts and innovators. This is the place to leverage their success, learn how to break through barriers to growth, and discover a community of support and ideas whilst growing your business. Good afternoon, Warren. Thank you very much for joining me this afternoon on the Insurance Brokers Podcast. It's been a long time coming, hasn't it? Yeah, my pleasure, Sarah. Yeah, it has been. But we got there in the end. We have indeed. So um, what might be a great starting point is if you tell me and everybody else who Warren is and how you come to be here. Okay. My name is Warren Bainbridge. Um, I've been in the insurance industry since I was, well, started work when I was 15 in the insurance industry uh, for Swinton Insurance for a couple of, for a couple of weeks until I turned 16. So uh, straight, straight from school, um, worked in high street broking for about nine years, then joined uh, which was provincial at the time um, in 1993. Uh, they were taken over um, by AXA. Um, so I was at AXA for 18 years. So that was the, the bulk of my insurance career, uh, going through various different roles. Since then, I've worked for a, a few other different insurance companies, Chubb, uh, NIG, for a couple of years. And I was the last business I worked for was British Engineering Services. So that was a slightly different tact, but still in the insurance uh, industry. Uh, and in November, I joined Kingsbridge as their head of wholesale and distribution. And you've got some really exciting things going on, I know, uh, in Kingsbridge. Um, yes. So uh, I'm really looking forward to hearing more about that. Okay, so Warren, you've just joined Kingsbridge. You've got okay. a long uh, career in the insurance industry from loads of different perspectives. And I think what we kind of talked about before that we thought might be an interesting um, conversation is around this the distribution chain, I suppose, from from reinsurance all the way through to, to consumer and how that has changed over the years with technology, with uh, the sort of invent of different, I suppose, technology and, and mindset. Yeah, I mean, you know, certainly the industry has, uh, has changed significantly over the last, uh, you know, five to 10 years. You know, everybody's looking to be more efficient. Everybody's looking to do more business by E-Trade. You know, with the advent of uh, people like Actress, who appear to be, you know, taking over a, a bulk of the market, you know, they want to they want to drive a lot of that activity, you know, down that route, so they can concentrate their staff or their people focusing on the more complex and and, and bigger income uh, business. So there's been there's been a lot of drive for for e trade, but there's only so much you know insurance business you can e trade. You know, there's there's complexity that needs uh, human intervention. Um, so you, you'll always you'll always have the need for that, and those insurers that uh, have, have maintained that um, um, you know open for business, uh, uh, here to help sort of uh, attitude have prospered. Um, those that have made life difficult have not, um, and um, certainly we've seen some change over the last few years. You know during COVID, where you know capacity has been um, reduced, uh, pulled. Um, you know, insurers are looking to sort of uh, reduce lines or pull capacity. Um, but having said that, there's still still lots of capacity out there in the market with with nimble insurers and MGAs who are who are perhaps taking advantage of uh, of that change in the market. I'm interested that you use the word um, efficiencies 
because is there a is there a space for efficiencies even in those complex cases and what sort of changes are you seeing i think there's still there's still yeah there's still still room for efficiency in that space because if you've got a if you've got a team that are easily accessible um you know you make make things um uh, simple or easy uh, in even even in the complex space, um, you know, brokers will definitely gravitate to that. You know, the path of least resistance is is, often, is a term often used in insurance, and if uh, if an insurer or an MGA makes things simple or easy to do business with, then brokers will naturally gra- gravitate to that. I was uh, having an, a really interesting conversation a few weeks ago about risk presentation and sometimes the tensions between what is provided by the broker and what is expected by the insurer. And and, and to me, it kind of came down to a a communication issue more than, you know, fault on one or the other side. What sort Mm. of things have you seen and what sort of efficiencies and conversations and path of least resistance do you see in those areas? I think think those insurers that that make it clear up front, you know, what their appetite is and what they're looking for in a presentation. So you're not you're not sending things to insurers that that you know they, they've they've no appetite for. That just wastes time, wastes everybody's time. So you know, I think those insurers that are clear on on you know what their appetite is and what they're looking for in a presentation, you know, th- those those are the insurers that will prosper because brokers will know exactly what to send to them. So. You know that's that's what you know. Some, you know that's what the good insurers you know are looking for, and you know they will do business on the back of it. Absolutely, and I think that there's a there's a part to play, not just in terms of the insurers being very clear about what their appetite is, but also on the part and 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 most brokers are very good at this in really understanding the client and presenting a really fully um, sort of thought out risk, I suppose. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, those that put a lot of work into the the presentations that, that get submitted to insurers are generally the the brokers that uh, get put to the top of the top of the queue. And you know, I know we might not pretend there is a, there is queues within insurers, but those those are brokers that that do that uh, will definitely differentiate themselves from a broker who just sends in a a one pager with the with the briefest level of information. So. You know, those that put a bit of work into it, you know, although it will seem like a bit of work up front, will definitely get more more out of it at the back end. Mm, absolutely. In terms of um, related but specialisms, okay, mm. so uh, it's much easier to focus, I suppose, when you've got a very um, focused niche or specialism. And I know Ecclesiastical have done a lot of work on specialism versus generalist, uh, pros and cons of both. You guys are going into quite, I mean, your particular focus at Kingsbridge is, is quite specialist. What sort of changes are you seeing in the market in that respect? Yeah, I guess it's a very busy market, Sarah, you know, and a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of brokers and a lot of insurers are looking for the same thing, you know, looking for, for that vanilla business, which makes that market very competitive and very busy, both for insurers and, bro- and brokers. You know, I think, but, but those insurers that that have got specialism, or those brokers that have got specialisms, that, that can win the day, because I think you can demonstrate more expertise if you've got a specialism, and therefore it reduces the competition. Um, you know, because there's you know there's less expertise out there in particular niches, and, and ultimately, I think you know you get more rate sustainability, more profitability um, out of those specialisms because you can be the expert in that space. 
and instead of being you know 100 um, competitors in that market there might only be five or ten which obviously uh, you know makes things a bit more um a bit more palatable when when you're trying to win business absolutely what about you guys what's what's your tact as far as you can share uh, in terms of the way the way Kingsbridge are going because you're doing some quite interesting things yeah I mean I guess you know going back to the, one of the reasons why I chose Kingsbridge Sarah really um, you know I've worked for some fantastic uh, you know global organizations AXA, Chubb, people like that who you know there's a lot of a lot of advantages to working for that business but for those businesses but you know why, why I chose Kingsbridge is you know they're a lot smaller organization, more agile, um, you know, able to sort of um, get things done a lot more quickly because, you know, some of the advantages that you get with working for a global organization, you sort of get dragged down with some of the, the bureaucracy and the red tape to get things done. So Kingsbridge, uh, you know, proud to be a top 50 independent broker, you know, we're backed by a business in the US called NSM, you know, they're fully committed to investing and growing the business. So we've we secured you know investment over the next two or three years to sort of grow significantly, and we've got you know a couple of um, specialisms in particular, one on recruitment insurance, and one on contractors insurance, where where we uh, where we you know we we have a delegated authority to to write that business with the insurer that we partner with, and that allows us again to play to that sort of service and capacity point to be a bit more nimble. We've got a lot more sort of uh, autonomy within our, within our own gift. Uh, we can, we can, we've got the team, we've got the product, and um, you know, wholesale. You know, we're looking to wholesale some of those solutions as well. So, you know, wholesale shouldn't be a dirty word. All it's doing is providing an, another solution. Um, you know, another, another, another avenue for a broker to go to if they're not getting that that support from the tra- traditional market. Um, uh, and that's um, that's what we're looking to push. Over the next few years, you know, we're looking to grow our specialisms, but we're also looking to to change distribution as well, and looking to wholesale some of that, some of that as well to our to cho- some chosen broker partners. So that's my that's my role in life. That's why I've been brought into the business. So um, I'm, I'm well on with speaking to a lot of my contacts in the market to try and make some of that happen. It's really exciting. 2022 is going to be uh, a full on year for you, uh, I think. Yeah, I mean, you know, we've also got a quote and buy tool coming on on our products as well. So brokers, a bit brokers and direct customers will be able to access that through our website. Um, so we're hoping that will be ready in Q1. So yeah, it's uh, it's really exciting. We're looking to to you know hopefully get a presence in in the Midlands in in Q1 as well. So that's being backed by by the parent NSM. So um, you know we re- you know I was that was one of the reasons why I joined. It felt like you know. There was an ability to get things done quickly. The business was being invested in; it was growing. With you know, few, you know a couple of key specialisms, um, and we're looking to make things easier for brokers to do business with us as well with the with the advent of the quote and buy tool. What's your um, so far? So you've been uh, in the role what about a month? About a month, yeah, um, yeah, early days. Are you seeing sort of a a change? in mindset from what you've previously been used to. So it's for me, it, I've never worked in a huge corporate, uh, mm. but I have worked with B 
big corporates. And it is a completely different ball game in terms of the, the, the speed, the thought process. And you keep mentioning the word nimble. Nimbility is uh, a word that I think the Insurance Brokers podcast owns because we made it up on here and it comes up regularly in, in, in conversation. So do you see a, a distinct difference in those mindsets? Absolutely. Where, where you know, I've worked on projects, you know, in, in larger businesses where, you know, it, it takes about four or five business cases to, to, to you know, to get things signed off. I mean, just to, just a comparison to uh, our investment to get in the court and buy tool for our specialisms. I mean, that was decided, you know, with a couple of conversations, you know, a bit of rationale within a week. And we're on with that. And we're hoping that we'll be ready in Q1. I mean, that is sort of unheard of, you know, in, in the insurance industry, generally speaking. So that that's the exciting thing. You know, uh, it's a very flat structure. Um, you're able to sort of bring some ideas to the to the to the executive, and if it, if you know the exec think it's a good idea and there's some good rationale behind it, we'll do it. Fabulous, absolutely fabulous. So 2022 is looking a busy year for you. I know Kingsbridge have got some quite significant growth aspirations. I know you're looking at uh, particular specialisms, and I um, uh, I think it's interesting that you are developing sort of marketing strategies, I think, for want of a better word, around different distribution methods. You've mentioned quote and buy, you've mentioned wholesale. Uh, yeah. So there's a whole world of stuff stuff going on there. What do you think the wider market looks like generally over the next three to five years with all of these changes in technology, efficiencies, mindsets, et cetera? I think there's a few things really there. I think I think those that those will deliver excellent e-trade solutions that will win the day, uh, and, and that that is just you know making sure that they're 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 easy to use, they're, they're point of sale documentation, um, you know, ideally talking to, to 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 the to the brokers back offices. Those that do that really well um, with a, with a, with excellent products will win the day. However, you know, I, 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 obviously we're not out of COVID yet, are we? So I still I still think there's going to be some changes in the market. Um, there's still going to be pressure on you know property dno pni you know pi i think there's still insurers looking to withdraw capacity in some of those classes so i think it's those that that show a a consistent uh, approach um without sort of you know going too up and down making life volatile either either pulling out going back in you know i think those that can demonstrate some sort of um consistency you know, in that space uh, will definitely be be successful in the next three to five years. I think those insurers, those insurers that are going in and out or up and down, uh, will suffer. Um, so I think you know that, that. I guess hopefully that's a message to the market that even if even if you know that there's so much some some rectification needed on certain classes, it's more of a considered approach rather than using the term you know throwing the baby out with the bathwater a lot of the time which uh, is generally what happens so consistency um an, an attitude that's open for business um a team that's easily accessible you know th- those type of insurers will will win the day i had quite an interesting conversation with somebody recently about reserving in the reinsurance market and mm. the the difficulties with that given covid given a lot of the um sort of natural disasters events having a knock-on effect down into capacity availability uh, um, product lines etc so some of that consistency is not really controllable I suppose is is what I'm trying to say yeah what what predictions have you got around that 
Yeah, I'll just get my crystal ball out, Sarah. Um, Why, well, thank you. you. Know, yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I think you, I think you're right, but I think those that can navigate the way through it with sensible sort of conversations and and sensible actions, uh, even even you know taking into account some of that volatility that you can't control, I still think there's 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 there's, there's a place for insurers that can still deliver um, some uh, consistent and palatable messages, even if they're difficult ones. And, and I think those that do and are clear with their their communication and their strategy, you know, I think you know brokers and clients will 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 naturally uh, gravitate to those because although there is a lot of unknown in 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 the market, um, you know, hopefully insurers can deliver some some sort of consistent strategy through all of that. I think we're going to get the introduction in a in a significant way of some of the Google. I know Amazon are playing in this field already. I suspect Google are as well. Do you think that's likely to come and sort of pivot the direction any more in the next five years? I mean, those organisations, you know, can probably do, you know, what what they want, really. I think, you know, um, they're, they're definitely going to have a part to play um, over, the, over the next, you know, five, ten years because of, of, the, of, the, of, the, of the qualities of the organisation. Um so, yeah, you know, you know, I'm sure you know they will play a part um, just because of who they are um, and because of their their brand. And people will, you know, whether it's a direct consumer play more more than a broker play, but um, you know, people will people will gravitate to it because of what the brand stands for. And also because they tell you what you want before you even know what you want. Yeah. Well, that, that, that's been the that's been the power of what those organisations have done, haven't, isn't it, over the last so many years? And that's why they've been so successful. But uh, but yeah, yeah, they'll definitely be, you know, they'll definitely have a part to play. I'm sure. Absolutely. So, Warren, the million dollar question uh, mm. for us to end on: Can you tell me what advice? you would have for people listening. Let me qualify that. A lot of the people that listen to the Insurance Brokers podcast are um, uh, either sales execs or um, uh, director-level people within the insurance market, okay? Uh, And they are from all different fields, from marketing, from sales, from operations, et cetera. So given the volatility of the world and how that impacts our market, what key areas do do you will you be concentrating on, and what would you say to others? This is within your control. This is what you look to do to grow your business in the next five years. I would say a few things. Really, I would say pick your markets carefully and make sure that they are going to be there for the long term. Don't tolerate bad service because there's other other solutions out there that will that will give you better service and make your Make your running of the running of your broking operation a lot more efficient. Don't stand for second best, even if it's with, you know, a global insurer or a, or a huge insurer. Uh, if you're getting second best, then there's others that can de- deliver for de- de- deliver better for you elsewhere. And maybe the final one, if you're looking to play in the recruitment sector, come speak to Kingsbridge. <laughs> <laughs> well. Well, we've got we've got the team, we've got the product. Um, you know, it's backed by Zurich. Uh, we have a fantastic relationship with them. Um, uh, we we would provide a fantastic solution for you for sure. Yeah. 
Fabulous. I think that's a fabulous note to end on. Uh, Warren, if you're happy, I'll put your details in the show notes. Anybody that wants to pick up the phone and have a conversation with you about what your wholesale offering looks like, then um, if you're happy, I'll do that. And uh, if anybody's got any questions that come out of this podcast, welcome to uh, contact me or Warren. Uh, And if you've got any questions that you want us to do a further podcast on, please let me know. Thank you very much for your time, Warren. I really enjoyed that. Thank you, Sarah.